1: Good evening Gabby. Good evening TC and welcome all to our weekly podcast, the Current View, with the Oil of Bills Bro, Mr. Terry Curran. And if you're listening to the free first half, on either ACAST or Spotify. You can follow the links on our socials and access the full podcast via Apple or become a Patreon or the W's. Dot Patreon.com forward slash SRB media or follow the podcast on Twitter at Current View or on Facebook The Current View or join the group 2000, just under 3,000 strong now to TC. So thanks for your support. It's very much appreciated. Steady away, how are you? Not too bad. The reason
0: why I've been late is Tom's Tom's grandma and uh Grandma. I had a little slight stroke this morning, so oh I've been dear. running about. I've been running about and just got just got back now. And so uh, Well she a, she's okay? Well she's she's come back home. My brother yeah, had good. one. Can you remember I told you about my yeah. brother about a year ago? Yeah, I can, yeah. Yeah. It's a similar type of thing.
1: Yeah, my dad had so, one. Yeah.
0: So it's uh, other than that, um not too bad. Steady away as you say.
1: Absolutely. Well, best wishes and love to uh, to the family, etc. TC. Uh, what magic moments have you sourced for us this week? Well, the magic moment was the uh, the goal. What was the lad's name? I forgot his
0: bloody name now. James Bray. Yeah. What a goal! That was my magic moment. Yes. Uh, Sunday.
1: Wait, sorry. Was that was that the the Luton boy? No, Leicester. Sorry, Leicester. Leicester against. Um, Brentford. Brentford, yeah. Didn't see the goals. I haven't seen that game absolutely. to be fair. Absolutely. I'm gonna to have to have a look at it too. So absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. What one was because I heard Madison scored a worldie, but I've just been a bit mad and running around myself and doing podcasts, etc. It probably so is it. it probably
0: is mad, Madison he went straight into top corner. Absolutely brilliant goal it was.
1: I mean, he's a player, isn't he? I mean, you know, he's he's had his fair share of injuries recently, and as a result, he hasn't been able to nail down a first team place. Because you know what it's like to see when you've got an injury and you're trying to run it off. Sometimes you can't, and it takes time for you to fully recover from that injury. And let's hope that James has done that now, because I think he's a fantastic player. The
0: thing about the thing about if your team's winning on a regular basis, I, I get it. Yeah. But for me, he's it, it, one of the best players they've had for a long, long time. Yeah. So I think there's more to it with the uh, Madison.
1: Mm.
0: You, it wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't leave uh, in in the not too distant future. That's that's my honest opinion of it mm. because he's too good of a player not to be playing. He would know, be uh, my
1: England team if I'm honest.
0: Yeah. Well, it definitely makes Leicester a better team within minutes in yeah. it. Uh, than him uh, out of it. That's my honest opinion of it. But uh, it's the managers. They pick the teams, as you know, as, as well as I know. You know, the, the players, your, your destiny is, uh, is, in your, is in the manager's hands. People keep saying, well, players have got to do this, players have got to do that. No, some players, managers will always pick. Always pick. Yeah. Uh, with others, you know, choose what they do. They find it more difficult to, uh, to convince the manager.
1: Yeah, it's all right. Just got a little bit of a crisis. The cat's got a mouse in its mouth, <laughs> no. and I think the <laughs> missus is doing some cooking and she's gonna have the door Screaming. open. <laughs> no, she hasn't. You'll hear the cat go put that mouse down. <laughs> oh, they're there. They're he's right on right under the chair though. don't know, She's she's just got a mouse there so crisis over tc because i mean what we've happened before because where we live on the back of the house there's a big field and the cat she's like a little warrior so she goes out she likes to bring me these presents they're either a rat or a mouse and uh, when we had the lockdown we had some lockdown discos and sam always leaves the back door open so i've gone in like to get something and there's a rat literally in the kitchen it was a dead one, thankfully, but cats <laughs> like to catch mice and rats, and mine's a great catcher.
0: I'd be frightened of bleeding dead. Mice and, and, and rats absolutely petrify me.
1: Do you know, I used to be kind of really, I wouldn't say petrified, but a little bit put out. If I'd say, oh my God, there's a rat there. But if I see a rat now, guys, another rat, I'd almost pick it up by its tail now. we see that many of them living by the fields. And as I say, my cat, she absolutely loves and adores her. And she'll sit there and eat. And, I mean, I'll put her out the tin of kitty cat. She'd rather eat half a mouse. But um, my, um, my magic moments were a James Bree's free kick goal for Luton against Hull at the weekend. Put it in the top corner. And, uh, and apparently he'd only ever scored one goal before. I did have a word with Tom. and said he used to play for you like then, like James Breeny. And he did. But um, you look at it and you think, when you can score a goal like that from a free kick, how come that's the first one that you've scored? It's bonkers, isn't it?
0: Yeah. it, it it's incredible, you know. Uh, when you see him strike like that, you think, you wonder why some players don't seem to score goals. Yeah. Whereas other players, you know, find it easy. For some unknown reason, Mm -hmm. they do find it easy. You know, Uh, and you see these players have been good, they've been good positions. Sometimes they do lay it off, but sometimes you just fluff it I think what it is, that the panic of, of giving getting Rolikin if the miss. And yeah. I think that's why some of them don't score, especially from midfield. You expect midfield players to get into double figures, don't you? Uh, yeah, middle of the do. table team anyway. Yeah, should do. You know.
1: But on a free kick, when you look at it, that's the first, I believe, the first free kick goal he's ever scored. And it was just so perfect. And you just think, why why don't you take regular free kicks? I don't get it. Josh Lorenz's goal for um, Reading against Blackburn oh, Rovers. Oh, what a
0: goal! That, you know, every week we say it though, don't we? Yeah, you yeah. know, there's uh, there's another sublime one of the lower league uh, clubs. I, I looked at that and I thought, what a goal that is! Yeah, you know, uh, the, I think it was Reading. It was Reading. Is that that's the one with the um, it's lovely? The, the ball's be played over the top.
1: Ball's come out um, left-hand side of the um, box as he's running onto it with his right foot. And he's just baller. curled it. He's just curled it over the um, over the goalkeeper. Great bit of skill. So, no, it might not have been that game. But Reading, I watch Reading, because um, Blackburn are, are a team that I've looked at and I've thought, blimey, they could be a dark horse. But it does look as though their promotion wheels are falling off the bus. A little bit. They did have a number of chances. Bradley Dax back for him, And um, he, I guess probably before the injury, he would have tucked it away. But he's still a little bit ring rusty. They did miss a few chances. And I heard Tony Mowbray. Uh, talking about this on... on Tony, Quest. Tony Mowbray. Yes. To, sorry, Tony Mowbray on, on, on Quest. And and he was correct, but me Reading missed more chances than what Blackburn did. It, Paul Ince looks as though he's getting a tune out them players. And there was a pass to Josh uh, Lauren in the... I think it was the, the, might have been the first half. Um, and it was from John Swift. And it was a tremendous bit of skill. And I thought, that kid, I've watched him a few times this season. I thought, Swifty looks as though he can fly in the Premier League. He's got wings, that kid.
0: If somebody takes a chance with you, when I say takes a chance, or believes in you, it makes you, you know, makes you believe in your own ability. Yeah. It does help a lot of players. But, but you, we never know until that these people get the chances. You know, where some managers, like certain, yeah. certain players, mm. just, and they, they don't seem to be able to do it. You know, yet a the manager for some unknown someone reason stands by him. Absolutely. You know, but it, 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 this game is about whether your face fits uh, and if you're in the right place at the right time with a lot of players. Not, not all mm-hmm. players, but with a lot of players.
1: Absolutely, TC. And at least, um, leading me onto to my me, me final um, magic moment was Crystal Palace getting through to the uh, semi-finals of the no, FA Cup. Yeah, don't talk about that game. Go, but go on. No, I know, and and I did watch the games. I'm thinking, I'm hoping Everton win. I'm hoping that she- uh, that uh, Southampton win because they're uh, they're both uh, teams that TC played for, and famously, you played against Southampton, your former club for Everton in the 1984 FA Cup semi-final. And, yeah. You know, and I, I look now at football in a completely different way. So I'm, I was hoping that your former uh, clubs got to work the semi-finals. But it was great to see Patrick Vieira getting through to the semi-final at the first time of asking. Because I've watched Palace a number of times this season. I different, like Elise, and I do like the way he plays football.
0: Different team under him 100%,
1: altogether. 100%. You
0: know, look, I want to see English uh, coaches do well. You know, Roy Hodgson's he's had his time. Yeah, yeah. been a decent coach. I won't say he's been a great coach, but he's been a decent coach. He's been okay, hasn't he? Yeah. You know, um, but there are a lot of people turning around and giving him stick, uh, Patrick Vieira, because they're saying, "What's he done? He got sacked in America, and then he's gone to not done, pulled up any trees in France." Mm. But It's like anybody else. All the all all the best managers, Shankly didn't pull up any trees until he went to Liverpool. Absolutely. You know, Cluffy uh, had problems at Brighton and um, Leeds United. Wanted, yeah? So y- you don't know, uh, but you knew one thing about Patrick Vieira: but not only were he a technically good player, it was one of them what, what was willing to get his sleeves rolled up. And I'm not into all that sleeves rolling up, but yeah. right. But if you get the right balance with that and, and the technical side of it, you know you've got a you've got a fair chance whatever league you're playing in. Get winning something, whether it's promotion or a cup at a lower level or a cup at an higher level. But uh, big admirer of Patrick Vieira's, uh, love the way our Palace are playing the football. Um, so for me, yep. Yeah, I mean, the, the reason why I said don't mention that game is Everton giving be yeah. Palace are playing quite well. So uh, did I fancy Palace to win the game? Yep. Maybe a one nil or a two one. Yeah. But to win that easy, you know it's. It just shows you what trouble that Evan are in. Uh, Spent what half a billion pound
1: yeah, right over.
0: on yeah. players. Know. Uh, you know, we people need to know who buys these players. Is it the manager?
1: No, I don't think. Or is was. it?
0: Yeah, uh, you know, but you know, the managers are getting blamed for it. Absolutely. Now, having said that, I will say this: a manager, whoever he's got as as his players, he's got to get the best out of them. Not yeah. think, well, hang on a bit. These are not my players. But everyone's different, and you, you, yeah. everyone works in, in different ways.
1: Absolutely, too. And so when you look at Everton, you know, I know that – I mean, that – they they do look as though they're, they're void of a of a win, but, you know, the game before, they beat Newcastle, and you're thinking, well, hang on, they've won the game now, they can take a little bit of positivity into the next game, and then it, like, falls flat on them, and you just, you know, it seems as like though it's one step forward, a couple sideways, and three or four backwards, Lampard must be tearing his hair out. I
0: said, I said a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, that Everton and Leeds have got enough to win games at all. Yeah. To get them them points. Because the, other team, the bottom three teams have got to keep winning games.
1: Yeah, of course they have and they're not going to do that.
0: Right. Now Burnley have, have done it and then Sean Dyche has done absolutely uh, fantastic with Burnley mm. to keep him in the Premier League because that's what, that's, that's what his job was and that's yeah. what he's, he's been able to do. That's why I always tell you he's never going to get an elite club playing the, playing the brand of football uh, that he uh, uh, that he brings to Burnley absolutely now but at the same time he's done a good job at Burnley to keep yeah. them there but the, that only lasts like anything else for so long if you don't keep 100%. if you're if you a top team and you don't keep uh, producing players or signing quality players you'll fall by the, the wayside like Man United yeah. keep doing buying players what not a uh, Man United class and that's what that's what happens or getting a manager what's not an elite yeah. manager so for, I still think that Everton, I don't think, Everton and, and Leeds will, will have enough where, where the other three will definitely go down. That's, that's my opinion, whether I'm right or wrong, that's a stand by it and uh, Everton for me and Leeds will get out of it.
1: Yeah, 100% so, so I think you're right. I think when you keep every year replicating, just staying up, and doing enough to stay up because you're playing a certain style of football and they use that word very loosely because I don't think there is much style at Burnley I think they're a, you know I used to like Burnley when I was a kid because you know I didn't see the 60s team of the Burnley Burnley but they were a fantastic side won the first division championship
0: championship yeah. yeah
1: but they they always had a good youth policy and always brought some good kids through you know up to the uh, probably they're the always, mid to late like 70s
0: Dave Thomas, Stevie Kindon, uh, Martin
1: Dobson, Paul Fletcher, come, John Bolton. Yeah, but They've fetched him.
0: lots of players through the system. Yeah. Ralph Coles. Yeah. You know, they've always fetched players through the system. I don't yeah. think Dobbo they're going to fetch well. players through yeah. the system playing the brand of football that they play. But, you know, they don't have the money these big clubs have, and they, they've, they've got to do it one way or the other to stay in the Premier League. And what they've done. Uh, for the last, what, seven, eight years, maybe ten years. It has been brilliant. Yeah. But it catches up with you in the long run.
1: Absolutely. Brilliant for them, but not brilliant for me. Whenever Burnley play these days, I tend to turn it off. But when Burnley used to play in the 70s, I used to love to watch Burnley Football Club play because, again, another player I used to love, Leighton James. You know, they had another one. Martin Martin Dobson. Even the goalkeeper, Alan Stevenson, could play out. There's a great story that Fletch tells about when he did play out for the under-23s, when England drew against France in 1974. But uh, leading us on now uh, nicely to Book Corner in association with myfootballbooks.com. And a happy birthday to uh, Archie Gemmell, 75 today. Incredible
0: 75. I mean, it doesn't yeah. don't, don't seem two minutes uh, since I was watching him at Derby County. You know, uh, been in that great Derby County team, and, well, it's like that. It my birthday on Sunday, 67, so yeah. time just flies, and it flies quickly.
1: It does, but, you know... When so... you leave
0: school, when you get to 21, for some unknown reason,
1: nah.
0: at school it drags, and after you, after you leave school, it, it just goes... In the blink of an eyelid, it's just gone. Your time's gone.
1: Yeah, doesn't it just? I mean, Steve Perryman, I love to watch Steve's uh, podcasts. And uh, Steve turned 70 uh, a few weeks back now. And I messaged him and he says, the, the baby face assassin's grown up Where's him 70 years ago, Gabby. And, 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 and they do. And, and Archer, there's a great book out uh, that Andy has recommended, uh, 78, How a Nation Lost the World Cup by Graham McCall. And looking at Scotland, In 1978, because that was a tournament. They qualified for 74, uh, were very unlucky. I don't think Scotland lost a game in 74, if memory serves me right. But got knocked out on goal difference, I believe. 78, it was, we're on the march with Ali's army. But the march didn't last that long, did it? They played against... Uh, Kubalas and he had two I think they were both free kicks going back to James Bree and Kubilas was one of the first players in the 78 World Cup that I looked at taking free kicks outside of his boot and just curling it round the wall he was absolutely world class and of course starred for uh, Peru in 1970 had a great career ended it out there in uh, in America what was, that game?
0: What, what was that game where somebody had to win 7-0?
1: Oh, That was uh, that? yeah. I think it was sixty. They Argentina need six Brazil, goals. One of them. Argentina played against uh, against uh, Peru. It was they against had to Peru. win
0: by six or something, didn't they? Win, won seven or something. Yeah, they did. Yeah. It, it, that's in the back of my head. There, yeah. I can remember. It's, I, can't I can't remember, can't remember if, it clear, but I can remember.
1: Yeah. You know. I Can't remember if Kublasp. Absolutely hell about it. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. Believe, I can't remember if Kublasp, but there was. There was rumours that... The... He were playing then. It was round about like that, that Oh, time. he, he definitely, definitely played in that tournament. But I can't remember if Kublas played in that game when they got beat 6-0. Because <laughs> there was a big... There was a stewards' inquiry, although it didn't actually go into inquiry mode. But um, there was a belief that the... Peruvian goalkeeper was born in Argentina and there was a lot on that game because Argentina <laughs> needed six to qualify and sure enough they scored the six goals so again whether it was corruption in football or whether it was just that Argentina went goal crazy they were a good team they ran out winners of the World Cup in their own backyard but uh, that was one of the great goals that Archie scored, one of the great games when they beat Ireland three uh, two, and yeah, lost uh, how a nation lost the World Cup by Graham McCall. and uh, yeah, uh, we're on the march with um, Alexander. I, yeah. I even went out and I bought that record, you know, because like, I used to I like to watch all of those. I mean, that when you looked at that squad of Scotland, that was a good squad, you know, weren't it? Wasn't oh, it? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was. 74 was a good squad. 78, you could argue, was even better. You know, they had some tremendous players. Scotland <laughs> have always had tremendous players. And because they were all playing in the first division, you know, I've always looked at the home international sides and wanted them to do well because the players that I like and admire, OK, they're not England, but, you know, and I get the kind of rivalry, but I've never bought into that rivalry. Whenever like Wales are playing tonight against Austria, Good luck to the Welsh I hope the Welsh win I hope Scotland qualify. I hope they all qualify and they all do well, but of course I want England to be the best and win everything, but I want them the the others to uh, to do well. It's good for the British game yeah with, without a question
0: of a doubt, I like to say all do well because when you when when you go into all our backgrounds we've all got some type of blood in us whether it's scotch yeah. Irish you have yes. Yeah. Yeah, we we fall out like I don't know mm-hmm. what, like two like two brothers, you know. Yeah. It's incredible, isn't it? But I'm like you, I like to see all the British teams do well.
1: Your dad's Scottish, isn't he? Too? So you
0: could have. My dad played was for, Scottish, yeah. Yeah, you could yeah. have played for Scotland. I, yeah, my dad's Scottish, and I'm a proud uh, Englishman.
1: Yeah, but and, and I that's I still it. like to
0: see the Scots do well. My mum, my mum's side come from uh, Wales. Yeah. So you know, my dad's side come from Ireland as well. So it's 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 all. It's all interlinked with all of us, somewhere along the line, we'll all have some type of blood from, you know, our ancestors come from Scotland, Wales, well, even from a far distance, you know, so why we all keep falling out, uh, for I don't know, but that's life, as you know
1: it is absolutely so so my ancestry i was talking to one of my customers today my ancestry part of it is jewish i don't know where they come from but on my mum's side my great great grandfather is, uh, is was jewish so you know we're a, we're a mixture of a lot of a lot of different blood groups and people's yep. of different uh, countries and we come together in the uk and by and large we all get on okay um, I did put up a post on um, Book Corner. The next uh, person that, that puts up a book, we're going to give it a shout on the uh, on the Current View, our weekly podcast with the Ardle of Hillsborough. And it was uh, You Must Be Julian Joachim by Julian Joachim, published Brilliant. by the company that published your book as well. Um, give me the ball. Which word uh, were John Brindley's uh, mate, isn't it? It's the it's the latest uh, group that yeah. uh, whose name does escape me at the moment. But they published your latest book. Uh, Give me the ball because it was it it was the uh, the Sheffield group. Was it Editions that um, published no, your that, first book? No, that was from Leicester somewhere. No, I no, no, no was your it? first book was it Editions? Oh, uh, uh,
0: yes, some edition, What is it that? Um...
1: Yeah, they've just done the Tony Curry book, haven't they? They're a yes, Sheffield they company, but this is a Leicester company uh, that have uh, that have done your vertical latest book. Editions were the that version. was the first one, Vertical Editions, and the and the latest uh, book that that's you've written with John Brindley is from the uh, the company from Leicester. Uh, yes, that's Barry, right. Barry Pierpoint has got something to, uh, to do with, it, to do right, with yeah. it, hasn't it? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, they said, Gabby, can you give us a mention? So, yeah, you must be Julian by JJ. Decent player as well, will not he, JJ? Yeah, good player. Yeah, very, very good player. Very
0: good player
1: i mean, because he, he played for Villa. I mean, I remember him when he actually played for uh, for Leicester City. So I remember going down to St Andrews and, and watching him and thought, "Blimey, he looks a fair player. He got a load of pace. He was a very, 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 very quick, quick yeah. player, wasn't he?" James, um, was I think did Martin O'Neill buy him? I'm not yeah. sure. Again, most people do think I'm a Villa supporter, but I'm not, and uh, and I I don't know. But it was round about that time, wasn't it? I mean, it, it, to be honest, it might have been Brian Little that bought JJ. May, may, may have
0: been. Yeah, it might have been it, Brian. It, 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 it might have been Brian. What, what, it, 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 I think he was technically better than the other kid. What they had. Uh, what does one talks sport now? Um, went to Manchester City. Oh, I thought Julian Jolson was a little bit better, a little bit better player than him. Are you talking What's about Trevor on? Sinclair? No, 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 no. The Villa lad on oh, Talksport. Oh, black yeah. lad, what's his name? Villa so I'm tipping my tongue.
1: Talksport, the Villa lad. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think who they, who they have. Black lad, the Black lad. Went to, went to
0: Manchester City. They play for England.
1: Well, they they've got Gabby a Bongla I think Gabby a Bongla He never went to Man City, T C Who didn't? Gabby. He did. He never. Gabby's never gone to Man City. He's never left Villa. He um he, he stayed when as a kid and uh, and stayed there at Villa pretty much all of his. I am sure he went to. I am sure he went to uh, Man City. The uh the little lad that played at Leeds went to uh, Man City. Um, he's now at Everton. Uh, Delph. I don't know if you're getting mixed up with Delph. No, I'm not what? getting mixed up with Delph. I'll have a look nope. at that, but I'm almost certain that um, Gabby Agbonglahore never uh, never went to Manchester City. I'll tell you, our team he would never have gone to is Birmingham City. <laughs> he absolutely hated Birmingham and always scored against us. And Blues fans used to sing a song, uh, not a very nice song about Gabby. And I used to stand there in the tilt and think, Oh, please don't sing that song, because you know it's going to wind him up and he's going to score. And Gabby, uh, sure as eggs are eggs, uh, Gabby would uh, crop up and score the winner against Birmingham City and take great pride. Morgan Lewis, Publishing Services, TC, uh, the uh, the company from Leicester. That, uh, right, said, that's
0: the one, yeah. Yeah,
1: can you give us a mention for... Uh, you must be Julian Joachim so yes, we have. And thirdly, my pick is... Uh, A lovely book, I've just done a a lovely podcast with uh, the author Richard Whitehead, The Cup a pictorial celebration of the world's greatest football tournament, 150 years. Jamie Vardy's on the top and Sunderland of 1937 uh, on the bottom, at the front of this book. It's a fantastic book. Goes through, not chronologically, but goes through some of the wonderful stories. And although it mentions it's pictorial, it does have stories as well. It's almost like... Behind the lens, so it shows you the picture and then talks about the story behind the picture. It's an absolutely fantastic book. It's a coffee table book, and I had spent a, a lovely hour and a half with Richard talking about the cup. So, uh, guys, I can highly recommend this book, uh, published by Pitch, another wonderful publication by Pitch, and a fantastic read to boot.
0: That Agbon it went to Watford on loan, and okay. Sheffield Wednesday on loan. I'm trying to think. The mm. Manchester City,
1: no, I can't remember him going mm. to Man City. There was a black play man mm. that played play
0: before went to Manchester City. always mind me, Julian jokes
1: jokes him. No, it'll come back yeah. to me,
0: it would definitely it, come back to me, Gabby. I guarantee you
1: that we can we can follow that in, in a, a later podcast. I want to always because what we do on the back of. Book Corner TC. There's a lot of football magazines that I subscribe to. Uh, Back Pass, when Saturday comes, World Soccer 442, and Late Tackle. And and I do want to just uh, look at the latest uh, Late Tackle. It's a picture with um, Martinio and Neves on the front. And. Articles in there, the beat goes on, Leon Leon, uh, Stars Sparkle and Rovers on the March, Uh, Forest Green Rovers that is, there's a great little piece about uh, Ronaldo's nipper, Uh, the Green Machine, uh, they are pretty vegan and 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 a lot of things that I don't necessarily subscribe to, but Forest Green Rovers have made some great inroads, haven't they? Come from nowhere, really. Incredible. And, yeah, that, it's a great success story, isn't it? And on the back yeah. of on the back of his own beliefs, they might not be mine, but he's you know he's put his money where his mouth is, and they are you know the first ever probably in the world green club. Well. And right,
0: um, Sutton have followed really in the footsteps, haven't they? When you look at it, they've had a, a marvellous one and all. But Sutton, like you say, they they eat uh, they don't eat meat. Do they? No. That football, Forest Green. No, they, they don't. They don't no. Live football club. No,
1: no, they, they. They only put vegetarian on. Absolutely. Uh, are, yeah. are they the first club to have a carbon footprint? Yeah, absolutely. so T C. You know. Yeah. Again, you know, I have to respect people that might not agree with them, but respects when they they have a belief. And they put their money in, and and they roll it out, and, and I think that they've changed the mindset of a lot of the fans as well, and and good luck to Forest Green Rovers. Had a little bit of a blip of late, they can't seem to buy a result at the moment, but I think they've done enough to uh, get promoted, and and good luck to them. Uh, also, a roller coaster seventies ride, great feature on a wonderful book that I have um, that's out now. Get it on how the seventies. Rock football by John Sperling, and I'm going to be uh, making a podcast with John next week. A great picture there of uh, Billy Kerr. Who, when I done the interview with Richard, I said, Who's the smallest captain to lift the FA Cup? I think it's Billy Kerr. I'd got it in my head that he's five foot four inches, but apparently on Wikipedia he's grown, he's five foot four and a half inches. And um, Peter Rodriguez. 1976 oh. With 1976 with... Great Sheffield Wednesday players, Southampton. Yeah, Southampton, Hampton, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he played in the 66 final, didn't he, for Wednesday? That's right, yeah. Everton. yeah. Everton. Against Everton, I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then...
0: And then he played in the 76 final when Southampton won it. Absolutely. To listen to the rest of this podcast, please go to www.patreon.com forward slash SRBmedia or just follow the links in the description.